Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of Prosecco and the Ponderings of a Politicized Penis. We are Perse and Dante, and we are bringing to you this very first episode of a brand new podcast because we think that the world just doesn't have enough podcasts. No, <laughs> clearly that's not true. Uh, the world has more than enough podcasts. Um, I haven't listened to most of them, but I believe genuinely in my soul that they're all shit compared with this because we're awesome. If you don't like it, well then, honey, mm, fuck off because this is mostly about us and us enjoying ourselves. If you enjoy listening to us, that's great. Stay, be our guests, welcome, and join us for a Prosecco. Cheers. Um, because this is a podcast, not strictly speaking about alcohol. I mean, we will be talking about alcohol a lot. And by talking about, I mean drinking it. Uh, we may mention it from time to time. Um, but it's more, we're sort of more heavy towards the politicized penis bit. Now, um, what do we mean by that? Well, politicized is kind of clear. It means we're into politics. Uh, we will be talking about political issues. Political can be anything ranging from current politics to, I don't know, sex. Um, sex isn't really about politics, but we will be talking about sex. Uh, penis, I guess, could have been the best word <laughs> to use to say that we're gonna be talking about sex. <laughs> don't know why I didn't think of that. Um, but uh, it refers mostly to the fact that we both have penises. Uh, or penis, penis. I really, we have a podcast with penis in the title and I didn't look up the, the plural of this word, um, which is ironic because for most of my gratification, there needs to be more than one penis present. Um, anyway, um, we are both uh, men. Uh, we identify as male, albeit maybe not super masculine. <clears throat> uh, but uh, if we're going with stereotypes already, uh, about 20 seconds in, <laughs> I've been talking a lot, there's probably no longer 20 seconds. Um, but we are both men. And we have a very, uh, I mean, we're not sort of proud of being men, but we are men. And that's why uh, we've called our uh, podcast this. Anyway, uh, enough about us, back to us. Um, we are, um, well, I'm here with my dear, dear friend, um, Percy. Uh, he is my BFF, which is uh, teenager speak for, um, I believe it is best friends forever. It's not, as one could have thought, bare fist fun. Um, although, possibly, <laughs> this would also be <laughs> an accurate <laughs> I'm sorry, I swore to myself I wouldn't laugh, but I have uh, Percy sitting opposite me laughing because he's obviously enjoying the idea of a bare fist fuck. Anyway, Percy is a wonderful person. He's very kind, um, quite kinky. Obviously, just to clarify, the two of us are purely platonic. I mean, many people have shipped us in the past, um, but that ain't happening. Um, he's also a bit of a hawk. Um, if you don't know what that means, I'm sure it'll come up at some point. Um, yeah, anyway, well, that's Percy for you. I have now talked for probably more than the time that I should have done. So I'm going to hand over to Percy. Yes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. And yes, I try to do a better job with introducing my dearest friend and co-host than he did with my introduction, which he butchered, but that is okay. So my dear, dear friend, Dante, is a 
fear hoping to be an otter at some point eventually in five years so when he's no let's not talk about age just let's say he's not a chicken anymore if you also don't know what a chicken is use google i mean seriously he's also my best friend forever and ever ever and i have to say that because otherwise he will get a new co-host and that would mean less prosecco for me and nobody wants that this is true and it would mean that yes i know so let's get this shit show on the road <laughs> and and start with actually talking about uh, something which isn't ourselves and i want to start with a quick challenge with a quick challenge for you dante um, let's have a mystery minute. I am a sucker for an alliteration, so it's the mystery minute. Accept it. Deal does with this it. Work? How does it work? Quite easily. I will give you a topic and you will just let us in on your thought process for one minute and just, yeah, just talk about that topic and what you think about it and how that changes in a minute. Because a lot can, can change in a minute. I can do that. I have, um, low expectations so i'm pretty sure you will underwhelm me oh my gosh you have low expectations and i'm going to underwhelm you Ooh. yes so take a sip of that prosecco and i will give you a topic right now the dixie chicks changing their name to the chicks because they don't want to use the word dixie anymore Ooh, this is interesting um <clears throat> i am clearly also I did know that this happened. I didn't, listeners, I didn't. <laughs> I am not up and uh, informed. Anyway, um, well, I think that's interesting. I mean, they don't want to be the Dixie Chicks because Dixie is out. Um, and this is due to Dixie being very strongly related with um, like white supremacy. <laughs> I, I feel very, um, underinformed on this. But, I mean, if this is the case, I'm just going to sort of go out on a limb and assume that this is the, um, uh, the issue. I think that's excellent. I mean, I'm very much a proponent for names, street names, um, squares, monuments, whatever. They are what we make them, right? And so if an artist has a name that they think is problematic, then changing that because they want to reflect that in their political opinion. I think that's excellent. That's a really bold statement. And particularly, I mean, to go from Dixie Chicks, which is a very prominent and well-known name, to the Chicks. I mean, it's, I don't know. I'd have probably gone a different direction and sort of completely made myself in something catchy. Um, but I mean, it's choice. And I, I like the motivation that was possibly their motivation, uh, but I don't really know. That was uh, a minute and like five seconds, but because you always talk too much, we let it slide and accept it. I have enjoyed it. Yes, when it comes to talking. <laughs> yes, thank you very much for that uh, mystery minute. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, a name is just something that, that they used. And it won't be career defining that they changed it. And it's all for the right reasons. Um, should they maybe have done it earlier and never ever even started as the Dixie Chicks? Yes, but we do not live in a fantasy world and we're still talking about a band from the United States of America. So... Ooh, controversial. Not controversial. Not controversial, <laughs> just harsh. 
Yes, um, and while we're already trashing Americans, let's talk about actual trash, which uh, something very interesting happened in, in Germany um, at the point of this recording. And yeah, um, Dante, can, do you want to tell us something about that? Okay, I mean, after this amazing and subtle segue, I couldn't but pick up on uh, what you're where you're trying to go with this. So today, <clears throat> interestingly, the German Supreme Court um, ruled that the practice of containering is indeed illegal. Now, what is containering? Containering is basically when people um, go through uh, the dumpsters behind supermarkets and rifle around and take out food, which is going to be thrown away and will go to waste um, and steal it and eat it. Because most of these things have gone out of date, but they're not actually yet bad. So um, two uh, women were caught containering and they were sentenced to, it was only eight hours of social uh, like work. Like it really wasn't a big thing, but it was the fact that they were sentenced that this was a crime. So they went through all the courts up to the Supreme Court, and but the Supreme Court found today that it is indeed illegal. Now, just to clarify, this is more of a sort of a political, ideological practice of not wanting waste. It's not homeless people or people who are like starving who are going through these um, bins. It's more about wanting to cut down on waste. Um, so it's caused a bit of a stir um, in, in Germany. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Percy? I totally agree. It was definitely the right decision and a ruling which should have been done ages ago. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on sorry. Uh, because this is a podcast, you can't see my face. My face is absolutely shooketh. This is not the opinion I thought that uh, Percy would have. Anyway, sorry. Carry yes, on. Dante, I know, uh, because I am a part of that uh, liberal, green, lefty bubble, that doesn't mean that... Um, I have to agree with every idea that comes up, and I think containering mm -hmm. is stealing and also extremely dangerous to their own health because, yes, um, it might look like it's only out of date but not yet gone to waste, but you can't really know. And why can't they decide that? Why can't they decide whether the leak, which looks a little bit manky and isn't going to be sold, they just strip off the bad leaves and eat it? because I want a completely different kind of ruling. Containering shouldn't be lawful and it isn't anymore. And that is the right decision. What we should do, we should cut down on waste and we should try and waste as well, less food as possible, but we shouldn't do that by entitled, mostly not really poor people going to containers and taking out the food. We should do that more systematically by actually giving the food, which is still edible, to organizations which hand it out to the homeless or to the people who need it, or simply to farms who can then use it for their animals, or, yeah, to actually okay. just let it rot and then use that for their plants. And just don't, don't waste it, don't throw it all away, be more reasonable with it, but, don't try and be, I don't know, just pretentiously social and good for the environment by, by stealing out of a bin. Okay. I'm sorry. Try to, try to solve it systematically. 
yeah, okay. I'm slightly less shook. This does seem much more in line with Percy's political views um, now. Um, I, I'm not sure though. Like, I mean, yes, I agree. Of course, I think there shouldn't be wastage. I think that we should be making sure that the food that is still edible, even though it's past its sell-by date, is given to people who need it, um, or is even just still sold. Maybe at a different pricing structure or a different kind of supermarket. Yeah, there are all these solutions, but we don't have those solutions yet. And so um, a, a study showed that 13 million tons of food is thrown away in Germany. This is just in Germany. Um, every year. And just to remind you, dear listeners, who are maybe not just in Germany, Germany has 82 million people, or like 83 million people, and 13 million tons a year are thrown away. I mean, quick math tells me that's like um, a sixth of a ton each. That's like 130 kilos. Um, That's like 280 pounds or something of food every single year per person in Germany. And that's ridiculous. And so, yes, it needs to be sorted out in a different way. But until we get there, these people are are going through and taking stuff back into the system that is just going to be thrown away otherwise. I think it's a temporary solution, which is positive. I I do agree that we should cut down on wastage. And your statistics just prove that point. But containering is done by mostly students, mostly people who could buy the food. So they really don't do it out of need. They do it for political reasons. And then it just becomes a little bit of a PR stunt. But that's a great PR stunt. I mean, they're they're drawing attention to the fact that we have too much waste. And okay, they can afford it. they, They don't. They harden the positions. The people who would actually be for cutting down the wastage are annoyed by what they do, so they they just harden their position and are even more against it now. But, um, so yeah, do a PR stunt, okay, but change it from within and don't don't steal stuff and then pretend like you you're that hero of social justice and you fought against wastage when in the end you just you just gave the opponent side a reason to to dislike you to hate you okay um interesting okay well i don't think we're going to reconcile our positions here um uh, like you just said i think uh you said something about uh, positions hardening um and uh so thank you for that segue percy um i would Uh, intentional to, of course it's unintentional, but consensual. Um, I think that um, another great source of wastage, I don't actually have the stats on how much food, I mean, it's not a waste, it's a great use of it, but it's not eaten. Um, But how much, I mean, how many kilos or probably more like tons of food is used for sex every year? I could insert a fake statistic Mm. here, but I'm not going to do that. But we do all know that food is used for sex. Now, I would like to know from you, Percy, what is the most interesting type of food you have ever had sex with? Um, <laughs> yes, and, and that, my dear listeners, is why one should talk beforehand about potential topics <laughs> and not just do it spontaneously. Um, well, I heard from a friend cousin 
that that cousin met someone on the street at the bus stop, you know, the corner where that shed. Yes, what about this person? <laughs> that person had uh, definitely, definitely sex, allegedly, with a, in a microwave, slightly heated up mango. Oh, I love mangoes. Um, who, who, who doesn't? Seriously, okay. who doesn't? So I just do, do need to ask a little bit about the logistics of this. So in this scenario, is the mango sort of the, the, the top part, the sort of the, the uh, fucker, or the fucky, as it were? I am fairly certain that it's the bottom part okay. of the sexual act. Okay, now I am a big fan of mangoes. Um, but and and I'm bottom. pretty adept at cutting them. Now, I, but the, one of the defining features of a mango is the huge fucking stone in the middle, which is pretty hard and pretty sort of gritty. Now, how did your friend uh, deal with this? Oh, oh, no. oh no, is your friend... <laughs> oh no, a mango is a solid five centimeters before you get to the, um, like a couple of inches before you get to the stone. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling very discriminatory. I, I don't think so. I think that friend <laughs> just wanted the uh, slightly warm melting mango around his penis, basically. Okay. And uh, try to move around the core. Excellent. Okay. Interesting. Definitely. So, yeah, uh, after you throw, throw me for a loop that way, um, what kind of fruit or vegetable would you love to use to have sex with? Well, uh, that is an interesting question. Um, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't can't believe I asked the question and didn't expect an answer. I guess, well, um, I would say that probably, I, okay, the best kind of food uh, to have sex with, I think, well, the best kind of food full stop is chocolate. Um, and so melted chocolate, um, nice and gooey, uh, takes on, particularly with whipped cream, a sort of a, a, sort of a very lubricant uh, tone, I hear. Mm. Now, I think that that's a pretty good usage of food. Uh, yummy. Uh, and Where do you put the chocolate cream combination? on your body? Um, I think the question would be, where do you not put it? <laughs> um, I, I think it's sort of, just sort of... Because you just said it, it's <laughs> quite the lubricant, so well, do okay. you then also use a cucumber or banana? Banana split, basically, in combination, or what is the plan? I mean, yes, that would also work. I mean, this was... Uh, the scenario in which I am using the chocolate and the cream is very much a two-person scenario. Um, I realise that your story about the mango is possibly more of a solo experience for the person you're talking about. But um, this is definitely a two-person endeavour. Um, not sure uh, chocolate and cream fulfil all the sort of the, the safety regulations of a, uh, of a standard lubricant, but uh, they fulfil many other functions, including yum. Um, um, but I suppose you could use it solo as well, sort of get a banana, uh, like you said, banana split. Um, I do have a friend who spends a lot of time in Asia 
and would on, on like a very regular basis uh, on the um, the morning buffet in his hotel, he would steal like just take a couple of bananas for the day. <laughs> but they're very much training bananas because they're like uh, small Asian bananas, which I think is quite funny for many different reasons. Okay, I will challenge you for the next episode to talk for a minute with more euphemisms that, than you just did. <laughs> um, no, my friend really did have bananas. My gosh, that would be a very disturbing hotel. I'm sure there are hotels where you have a buffet for breakfast of metaphorical bananas. Um, I mean, I'm not against prostitution um, at all. Like, I'm very for prostitution. But I think, like, a buffet, um, I mean, is it all you can eat? Um, and then that's just literally just reducing them to their bananas. Um, and then I, I feel it's almost problematic that my characterization of the size of the banana make you make these comments, um, Percy. Um, but uh, I would have to, I will before our next episode, check back in. Uh, and think about that. And I will, I'll take your challenge to make a euphemistic sentence or speech. Seriously. I think, um, so dear listeners, while preparing for this podcast, we thought of different format. Like most of this, as you can tell, is just drivel. It's just us like literally spouting shit about something that we're spontaneously thinking about. And possibly we'll edit this down. Possibly we'll just bung it on the internet and see where it goes. But um, we did think of certain sort of formats of fun things we could do. And one of them is a format called Die Bitch Die. Now, this is a very, a format close to my heart because this is kind of basically the essence of my life. Um, And definitely the essence of Percy's life. But basically, this challenge is, and this is completely spontaneous, like uh, Percy doesn't know what the topic's going to be, but I'm going to give him a topic, and he is going to have to give me a rant on it, um, no matter how stupid it is or boring, uh, and it has to be a really impassioned rant. You need to be, like, so fired up by the end of it, dear listeners. Now, write into us afterwards or tweet at us. Our handle is at Prosecco Penis on Twitter, so find us there. Uh, we don't have a tweet yet, uh, but maybe by the time this goes online, we will have tweeted. Maybe you'll be our first follower. Come um, and follow us. Um, although the other is also possible. Um, okay, so Percy, your die yes. die challenge is this. Talk about European Union regulations on the shape of food. Is this body shaming for food? You have to do a one minute rant and I will time it on my fake timer, which is also known as an iPhone. Um, On your marks, get set, go. Of course the person who puts a cucumber in his ass with chocolate as a lubricant would come up with this topic for a die bitch die segment. Yes, Dante, that was pointed at you, you dirty bitch. Seriously, die. No, the EU shouldn't decide how my vegetables should be formed and how they should look because that is just against everything that makes vegetables beautiful. 
Vegetables are beautiful in all shapes and colors. If they are a bit more round, so be it. If they are very skinny, I'm fine with that. Let them be themselves and don't throw away the wrong ones. You, I mean, you can't do that with people. People tried. It doesn't work. You can't do it with people. So don't do it with your food. I want to have a cucumber that is shaped like a banana and I want to have a banana that is shaped like an eggplant and I want to have an eggplant shaped like a tomato. I very much thought that you were going to say peach instead of tomato, <laughs> as you'd been through all the emoji uh, that I have, at least on my phone. Do I look like I'm that clever when I'm fired up? <laughs> he does not. I can tell you this. You can't see us, but Percy, Percy does look very clever in his um, attire which we'll maybe get into in a different episode. Thank you very much for this uh, die bitch die moment. I think this is going to be a good, this is going to be a good section. Ooh, listeners. Now, if you, again, okay, I say this is for you. It's not really. I'm just a very lazy bitch. Um, and I don't really like to have to like plan everything. So you can send us all your questions, your ideas for die bitch die topics, um, or for any other kind of thing you want, uh, just send it in and we will put it on the show. Um, this is assuming we actually get around to doing a second one, but um, we probably will because we want more Prosecco. Yes, and on the topic of Prosecco, mm -hmm. um, in Germany, the word for Prosecco is used to describe someone peeing at someone else in a sexual act. And yes. I want you, Dante, mm -hmm. to just tell me how you feel about kinks like that. And I don't know, it doesn't need to be urine. It can be, I don't know, puking or whatever one can do. <laughs> and okay. just, just, just share freely because this kinky corner is a safe place. Pinky corner. Love it. Okay. Well, um, I think each to their own. Um, if people like to pee on each other, that's great. I have had uh, people want me to pee on them, um, like an XXX many years ago. Uh, really liked it. I really didn't. Um, but what does one do when one's young and thinks that one should? Um, although, I Honestly, this is something which is always, I've always had this question. Maybe you can help me, Percy. Now, peeing on someone is a sexual act. Okay, woman, I get it. But a guy, if he's into it, he's going to get a hard-on, which makes it impossible to pee. It's like a, it's like a catch-22. It's like a dilemma. I don't really get it. Yes, that is uh, probably why, you, why your ex, 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 whatever, look for someone who didn't enjoy it while doing it because oh. indeed it's physically impossible to pee with a hard-on. Yes. Well, okay. Okay. Well, okay. So this is a bit of a mindfuck for me. Um, yeah. So not a big fan of that. Unsurprisingly, as I'm not particularly adventurous in that uh, department, puke is also not <laughs> on my agenda. Not quite sure why he would suggest that. Um, Interestingly, the same ex 
also like that kind of stuff. It has a name. I've forgotten the name. Um, maybe you've done the research. Um, I did not. <laughs> he didn't suggest we did this, though, but I do know that he had done that in the past. Gross. Not my cup of tea. Again, any other people, if you want, whatever. But, um, I mean, this is a slightly different kind of pukey story, but I, I mean, who hasn't been super drunk, making out with someone also super drunk, then they sort of like pulled away from the kiss, puked just next to you, and then turned back in for the kiss. And then who hasn't then been going through that thought process with their drunk mind being like, oh, gross, this person just puked. But then already their tongue's in their mouth. You're like, eh. That is a very common problem. Very common. I think um, it affects, and this is a statistic I completely made up, but I think it affects like 80% of the people that, yeah, you just start kissing them again and your drunk mind just takes a minute to realize that the other person just puked. And by that, it's just way, 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 way too late. But yeah, because it's so common, I think it's not an issue. I mean, you can, you can brush your teeth. It's kind of disgusting, but you're drunk. You don't really care. I, I mean, I guess, but who takes a toothbrush to the club? I mean, not me. Well, one should <laughs> always be prepared. Well, yes. Um, be a Boy Scout and all that. Um, or in, isn't, in person's isn't case, that, do a Boy Scout. <laughs> isn't that why, why people always say, like, stay safe when you go out? They mean their, I know, dental hygiene. <laughs> On that note, Today is a day that we recorded the show on. And today in 1840, something just important, absolutely moving, happened in the United States of America. Okay. Okay. Can, you can you guess what happened today in 1840? Okay, this is crazy. Okay, okay what happened? Okay, 1840 USA. Okay, but you see, hang on. This was a follow-on from a segment on puking. So I'm going to say... This was the day on which the president at the time, whose name I don't know, but he was definitely a white man, um, he... <laughs> uh, he vomited, projectile vomited, into the UK ambassador's face during um, a meeting because he was really sick. Unfortunately, world history isn't that cool. Even though the actual event is just very important and fun, the Dental Surgeon Society was founded. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? That is your fun uh, fact! <laughs> okay, listeners. I'm now officially looking for a different co-host. <laughs> Applications to the Twitter handle at Prosecco Penis. If um, we would have recorded on any other day, I literally would have found something more interesting. I mean, to be fair, in preparation, I also searched for fun things that happened on this day and I couldn't find anything. <laughs> so kudos, you found something. I probably came across the same sort of facts and thought it was nothing. But that's you, finding potential where there is absolutely none. 
And yeah, I think that wraps it up, actually. Um, already some listeners sent in some questions, but unfortunately, because we're <laughs> out of time, we are not able to, to answer them now. But we promise that we will answer the more saucy and probably made up by us once next time. And until then, join us again next episode to Drink and Digress. I'm Dante. And I am Percy. Goodbye. Goodbye.